Welcome to the Movie Planet Season 5, Episode 19. This week we're talking 2015's Mad Max Fury Road. With Joe. Look at that. So shiny. So chrome. He's gonna be so grateful. We can ask for anything. And Sam. Welcome to the Movie Planet. Joining me is the Furiosa to my Immortan Joe, Sam. How's your Oculus? Oh, it's amazing. This is the first time I actually got motion sickness was yesterday. Really? Yeah. You got like, oh, oh yeah. You didn't hurl though. No, I, st- I closed my eyes. I got eyes. that sound ready if you did. Yeah, no, I closed my eyes and stopped and just took the helmet off. What game are you playing? It's called Boneworks. Boneworks? Yeah, it's, um, did you ever play Portal? Yes. So imagine Portal, but VR sandbox. Okay. Like you're the test dummy. It's, it's you know, there's no Portal. Yeah. But it's a, you're a test dummy and things are different and going awry, but it's very motion intensive. Okay. As opposed to Half-Life Alex, which is pretty linear. You know, there's some spots that would make me nauseous, but Boneworks, I lasted 20 minutes. I'm just like, nope, can't do it. When you're walking, does it do the bob of the screen? No. Oh, that's good. No, but the- See, f- that would screw me up. The f***ed up part about Boneworks is, like, so in Alex, you just see your hands. Okay. In Boneworks, you have a body. And so you look down, and it's just, it's- f- up you're like <laughs> okay this is this is not this is not right right something's off oh that's crazy oh it's weird it's so weird well speaking of weird this week sam it, we are concluding the mad max franchise with until furiosa comes out fury road from 2015 for the action adventure movie pantheon now there are seven movies in this pantheon, and because of the Mad Max franchise, we have a couple of them in there. Starts with number one, Die Hard. Number two, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Number three, Live Free or Die Hard. Number four, Mad Max 2, The Road Warrior. It breaks on through to the other side. Then we got King Kong from Peter Jackson at number five, Point Break at number six, and Mad Max from 1979, hanging on with a D-plus at the very bottom, and guess what? It's been fun. You're gone. I'm not even, I mean... And it's okay. It's okay that it's going away. It's so funny because once I added these next few questions, this first one in the middle of the Mad Max franchise, I feel has been an absolutely stupid question because do you think beyond Thunderdome will make it in the pantheon? We knew. No, 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 absolutely not. And it's, do you think Fury Fury Road will? Absolutely. (laughs) Um, Without question. Are there any grades you got there that you were uh, reconsidering? No, no. Okay. No, I, I mean, I teetered a little bit this week on one. Oh, what was it? It was beyond Thunderdome. I'm not allowing it to go into the planet killer. It's okay. It's okay. I was teetering. I was like, you know what? I tried watching it again. Wow. And I realized I, I it's even worse than it, the it, it's, other times you watch it. I almost it. want to give it like a 1.5. <laughs> Like an F plus. 
Uh, look, I will absolutely do that. Just as I long just as I don't want a global killer. No, it doesn't belong in there. <laughs> it's 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 purely unenjoyable. Like if we had a bunch of global killer movies in there, and we were down to we had to pick the seven, the seven best worst movies to watch. This would be the one that gets knocked out, obviously. So I don't really know. I got I got to let this marinate a little bit because God Beyond Thunderdome is so heart wrenchingly bad. bad. When you go from the Road Warrior to that, so okay, uh, this movie, and I'm I'm gonna start with this. I think this movie was George Miller's way of saying, "Hey, let's forget about Beyond Thunderdome." Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, let's just go from Road Warrior to this. Yeah, he's like, let's let's really take some time. And uh, let's really let's really work from the foundation up. I was in a dark place. <laughs> I was in a really dark place. <laughs> okay, so this week we're talking about 2015's Mad Max Fury Road, a movie made for 150 million dollars that brought in 375.7 million worldwide. That's definitely the most a Mad Max movie's ever brought in. Yeah, even adjusted for inflation. Surprised. I'm still surprised it was only 150 million. Um. Yeah, written by George Miller, Brendan McCarthy, and Nico Lothoris, directed by George Miller, music by, I hate this, Junkie XL. F*** him. Just use your real name, okay? Be, in, be a composer. That's lame because the music is good. Yeah, yeah I've got some of the music queued up here. I got the... Works. Yeah. You know what it feels like? feels like winter soldier yeah kind of yeah i th- for the reason, I, th- I think he did winter soldier also but i might be wrong okay rated r no uh, we're back to rated r yeah we're back because last one was pg-13 wasn't it for whatever f-ing reason yeah uh for for, for uh bungee cord ropes to jump and around in the shit. Thunderdome. Yep, and pick shit. Yes. Uh, runtime was about two hours which is a long runtime for a pure action it's- movie and I'm not gonna lie, it is, it is exhausting. Yeah. Uh, starring Tom Hardy as Max. Ow. Charlize Theron as Imperator Furiosa. <laughs> Nicholas Holt as what the f- are you doing here, Nux? Uh, J- <laughs> Josh Hellman as Slit, which I kept laughing at every time they said his name. <laughs> okay. Nathan Jones as Rictus Erectus. <laughs> or. And- Spawn of humongous. <laughs> yes. Zoe Kravitz as Toast the Knowing. Rosie Huntington Whiteley as the Splendid Angerad. Riley Coe as Capable. Abby Lee as the Dag. Courtney Eaton as Cheeto the Fragile. And I'll refer to those five as the White Snake Girls. Uh, John Howard versus as the People Eater. And from the very first Mad Max movie from 1979, Toe Cutter. Toe Cutter. Hugh Keysburn as Immortan Joe. And Man. you'd never know it was him because that mask stays on the whole, whole time. time. Which he looks a little older. He he, he looks rough. Uh, looks like he's enjoying his life. Perhaps. I haven't seen him in real life. Oh, no? Yeah, he's fine. Yeah. Uh, now, according to IMDb, this movie had many different taglines. Which one is your favorite? We have, what a lovely day. We have, only the mad survive. The future belongs to the mad. And... Oh, what a day. What a love. Wait, you know what? Here, I'll just play this. This is the better one. Oh, what a day. What a lovely day. <laughs> I'm surprised Witness Me isn't in there. That was but not one of the taglines. But it would have to be, oh, what a day. 
What a lovely day. I think that's my favorite one also. That's great. Yeah. I don't like what a lovely day on its own because no. it doesn't take place over the course of a day. I don't like only the mad survive because it seems like nobody does. <laughs> Hell no. Uh, and the future belongs to the mad. Charlize Theron is the future. She doesn't appear to be crazy at all. She's just got one arm, a bald head, and still looks Still hot. looks incredible. Yeah. Uh, do you remember seeing this for the first time? What'd you think? Oh, uh, uh, well, as as I've mentioned before, my dad introduced me to Mad Max. Props to you. And when we found out, I immediately told him, and we bought tickets to the theater yeah. when it came out, and we saw it on the biggest screen. I think we went to IMAX, and we fucking loved it. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I saw it was about six months ago after it was released. Uh, to VOD six months I'm after surprised because that was the same year that I was working with you six months after it was released to VOD. I mean, like, so it was in the theaters. I didn't see it in the theaters. Um, <clears throat> just because it had the Mad Max name at the time. I was like, I'm not into this. Hmm. Uh, I didn't make it through when I got on the VOD. Uh, I tapped out after about 20 minutes. Uh, now the first time I saw this all the way through was five days ago. Holy shit. Uh, five days ago. And, uh, I'm glad I got through it and I regret not seeing it in the theaters because I bet it would have been even better in the theaters. Mm -hmm. Explosion. This, yeah, this needed to have surround sound. Oh yeah. It's bitching. Big time. Time for Inception to Perception where I dig shallowly to figure out how this movie came to be. Don't get on the set, get ready to shoot, and then ask for rewrites. Studios do this crap all the time, and they wonder why they end up with a shit movie. Smoke and mirrors, guys. Welcome to the movie factory. Movie? You know, I hate the word movie. I don't make movies. I make films. Okay, 1987. George Miller came on the idea by making the fourth installment have almost a continuous chase. Kind of like Last Jedi. Hey. Well, uh, however, plans for a fourth installment in the Mad Max franchise hit financial difficulties, and the project spent several years in development hell with the idea of a fourth installment occurring to Miller in 1998 when he was walking in an intersection in Los Angeles. About a year later, while traveling from L.A. to Australia, the idea coalesced. Miller conceived a story where violent marauders were, marauders were fighting not for oil or for material goods, but for human beings. Just keep changing that motivation for us. Uh, the film was set to shoot in 2001 through 20th Century Fox, but was postponed because of the September 11th attacks that same year. The American dollar collapsed against the Australian dollar and our budget ballooned, Miller said, adding that he had to move on to Happy Feet because there was a small window when that was ready. Well, that's a culture <laughs> shock. <laughs> Mel Gibson, who starred in the original three previous films, would not return to his role as the lead character. Miller ended up recasting the role because of controversies surrounding Gibson. She took my Lakers tickets. And because he wanted Max to remain at a younger age as the same contemporary warrior. I mean, between September 11th and then the Gibson phone call, it's like... Like Will this ever get done? <laughs> yeah, I remember I, I remember the controversy and like, is this even coming out? Right. Because I had heard about it back then. Yeah. Uh, the project was given the green light to begin filming in the Australian desert in May of 2003 with a budget of $100 million, but the location was ruined by rainfall. In the Australian desert. God does not want, want this, this to live. Yeah, no. <laughs> this is a sign. He said... He said I saw Thunderdome, motherfucker. <laughs> no moss. Uh, 
Mad Max 4 then entered a hiatus in light of security concerns related to its Namibian shoot because of tightened travel and shipping restrictions at the onset of the Iraq War. <laughs> Jesus Christ. If there's a... Here's the thing. If, if there's any sign, you've been given five of them. You've been given five, and also, this is a great example of how perseverance can pay off. Mm-hmm. He could have quit four times so far. Yes. <laughs> but like, look... We peaked with Road Warrior. I'm making Happy Feet 1 and 2. I got Babe. We're good. This is who I am now. Mad. That I'm doing Mad Max. (laughs) Babe. Happy Feet. (laughs) Butt raping marauders from Mad Max. The guy has a spectrum. You know. He's got a spectrum. He's, he's got he's got the whole thing. <laughs> In November 2006, Miller stated that he intended to make Fury Road and that the film was never going to involve Vic, uh, Gibson. Quote, there's a real hope. The last thing I want to do is another Mad Max, but this script came along and I'm completely carried away with it. End quote. And the film's screenplay was co-written with cult British comic creator Brendan McCarthy, who also designed many of the new characters and vehicles, which certainly explains their look. They look like they're straight out of a comic book. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we've seen them look like this in any of the three iterations before. No, there was such a step up. Like the cars from Mad Max and, well, okay. So the cars from Mad Max are just cars. The Interceptors. Yeah. Which are bitching. And then Road Warrior, we have souped up warrior vehicles. But these are intense. Yeah. And over the top. These are spiked out. I mean, they're exaggerated, but. Oh, absolutely. You have a whole concert rig moving along with it. I don't even get me started. I, on God, I love that guy. I can hate that I guy so much. I love that guy. <laughs> We're going to have a battle. Okay. <laughs> Miller again confirmed his intention to make another Mad Max at the 2007 Aurora Filmmaker Initiative. He keeps saying, yeah, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. It'll happen. It'll happen. He stated that he thought Gibson would not be interested in the film because of his age. So now he just keep he's making up reasons not to cast Gibson at this point. Probably a smart move. I don't know, because I think this movie would do great with Mel Gibson in it today. Old man, get fat man Gibson. Well, that can't work in a Mad Max scenario. He sure can sure it can no no it cannot sure no it's not like tom hardy really did anything in this movie outside of occasionally glare okay but if he's gonna keep mad max young but okay let's just let's scrap that let's do with the original mad max it just doesn't work which makes more sense the mad max from beyond thunderdome being 15 years older than the one from the road warrior but ideally just his hair changed or a new mad max in 2015 being upwards of 25 years older and looking like he's 25 years older i don't think that max would you you can't have action scenes with an old man in this movie but he's not really doing any of the action yeah he is he's fighting and shooting and driving okay gibson can do that I don't think it would. I I honestly don't think it would fit. Oh, okay. I, because number one, I don't think the life expectancy would be that great for. Oh, there's no old people out there. No, and especially in this scenario, like he would be. He would be the Luke Skywalker. He'd be a fucking hermit. Yeah, yeah, he would. He wouldn't he, be driving and trying but to. It'd be a good foil to the old Immortan Joe. <sighs> 
I don't know. And then you make a Morton Joe toe cutter who's back and he's evolved into a Morton Joe. Oh my gosh. There it is. We figured it out. That dude's eyes popped out of his skull when he slammed in that. Well, let's truck. let's not pretend like a Morton Joe is doing great health wise. <laughs> <laughs> toe cutter was obliterated. <laughs> Uh, March 5th. And Amorton Joe's doing great. March 5th. He's doing fantastic. He's not doing good. <laughs> he's doing fantastic. He's got his gas mask. He's got his breeders. He's got his moo factory. God. He's living his life. He's living his best life. I'm not going to start in this movie yet. March 5th, 2009, it was announced that an R-rated animated feature film was in pre-production and would be taking much of the plot from Fury Road, although Gibson would not be in the film, and Miller was looking for a different route, a renaissance of the franchise. Miller cited director Akira Kurosawa because he likes to cite directors that you sit there going, really? as an inspiration for what he wanted to do with the franchise. Miller was also developing an action-adventure tie-in video game based on the fourth film, along with God of War 2 video game designer Corey Barlog. Yeah, the Mad Max game rips. Does it? Yeah. You played it? Yeah, it's great. You, well, should, you should, honestly, you should check it out. It's great. Both projects were expected to take two to two and a half years, according to Miller, with a release date of either 2011 or 2012. Yeah, we still haven't got that animated film. No. The Animatrix? The ana. Animax. Oh, I'd watch it. <laughs> no, they got. Doesn't isn't Anna Taylor? What what's her name? The the Queen's Gambit girl, Anna Taylor. Anna Taylor Joy. And she's Furiosa, which makes zero sense to me. Why isn't Charlie Stern? Is it a prequel? Yeah. Fuck me. Well, no. It's it's the like. Why do they? Why? How does she? Is she second in command? This is the story. Time has never mattered in this universe. Why no? But he's. <laughs> he, it's just. It's. I, I don't know what his f***ing thought is. I mean, is Charlize Theron, right? Theron back, right? She's back. In Furiosa the movie? Yeah. No. Anya Taylor-Joy is now Furiosa. They didn't bring Charlize back for that? No. And look, the skinny little vegan doesn't really do it for me as Furiosa. Well, let's not pretend like Charlize was meaty. Have you seen Anya Taylor-Joy? She's a... I Look, she's gorgeous. She's yeah. super talented. Yeah. She's a f***ing walking skeleton. Yeah, she is. She is. She is tiny. Exactly. Give us a call. Anya. We'll get you on the show. We'll get you on the show. <laughs> you could talk about diets that you're doing, and you can you can like you can trash me. It's fine. I'm uh, like it's okay. I'll this take is just a conversation. I'll take whatever beat down you want to give me. But as Furiosa, <laughs> I don't get like unless she is captured and then like a breeder that fights back and he likes it. Right. I don't know. I don't know either. I, because I, that's that's the one thing that didn't make sense to me is of all the women in this. Fear, Charlize Theron, she's not a breeder. Well, she is. To be fair, a twelve out of ten of the six women, she's portrayed as number six in looks. They really, they really tried hard. Oh, they really did. They really tried. Okay, (laughs) they put on, they put on the makeup. They're like. We need to lose a limb. Like <laughs> something like nothing we do is making you less gorgeous. Can we put some more shit on your face? <laughs> okay, we're gonna shave your head now. We're really just grasping at straws here. Okay, I'm look. Yeah, I'm looking at the cast list and I don't see your name. Look at that shit. Yeah, it's horrible. But they brought back Rictus Erectus. Fuck you. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> May 18th of 2009, it was reported that location scouting was underway for Mad Max 4, which could go into production later that year. After exploring the possibility of an animated film, Miller decided instead to shoot a live-action film and, quote, has already had the various vehicles built for years now as they were built for the doomed Fury Road shoot, end quote. 
By this time, production had moved to Warner Brothers. So Fox, you're done. Maybe you'll get bought by Disney at some point. In June 2010, Hardy announced on Friday night with Jonathan Ross that he would play the title role. The role of Max had come down to Hardy, Army Hammer, and Jeremy Renner with Michael Fassbender, Joel Kinnaman, and Heath Ledger and Eric Bana all being considered at various stages of development. Miller had also expressed interest in casting Eminem in the role. Yeah, I remember. But he didn't want to leave the U.S., Could you imagine what Mad Max would have been like as Eminem? Could you imagine the soundtrack to this movie? <laughs> it just got better in my head. Yeah, it did. <laughs> because it's like, Eminem doesn't have to have any role. But that's the thing. It's like, Tom Hardy looks like a Mad Max. I can't imagine Eminem as a Mad Max. The only other person that list I could see pulling this off might be Jeremy Renner. Yes. I could see him pulling it off because he can pull that whole I'm bummed out for 40 years look. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But Eric Bana, he's too much of a pretty boy. Heath Ledger, you know, that was 2010. That was I think that was in the middle of the Dark Knight trilogy. I could absolutely see Heath Ledger knocking it out of the park. Uh, It'd be different. It'd be different, but I think he could do it. Maybe they embrace his Australian he's, he's accent. Already, yeah, he's already Aussie. So, yeah. Which nobody in this has an Australian accent. <sighs> I, we'll get to that. Okay. We'll uh, get to that. In July of 2010, Miller announced plans to shoot two Mad Max films back-to-back, entitled Mad Max Fury Road and Mad Max Furiosa. Furiosa. When a digital was originally involved with the film when it was scheduled for a 2012 release, the company was to be handling visual effects, conceptual design, specialty makeup effects, and costume designs until production was postponed again from its November 2010 start date. Then, in 2014, four years later, in an interview at San Diego Comic-Con International, Miller said he designed the film in storyboard form before writing the screenplay, working with five storyboard artists. And I'll tell you what, after watching the behind the scenes of this, the 3,500 panels of storyboarding that they had, and my favorite part of that was that, like, and we replicated every single one of the pictures. And I was just like... That's sick. Yeah. Have you seen the behind the scenes? No, I have to watch it though. Yeah, check it out on YouTube. It's for free on there. There's a 30 minute thing on it, but they're in this room and it's just wallpapered with the storyboards. And I'm just like, God, even Lucas didn't have this many. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, okay, guys, I did a bad thing. (laughs) And I, I have to have insurance for the studio. Yeah. Or my career is over. It's almost like a flip book at this point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the storyboards. Just, just a giant. <laughs> hour and a half later. Two hours later. Three hours later. Okay. Yeah. Made it. It's uh, George Miller doing things old fashioned and not pissing off his CGI artist the way Marvel is. Okay. Wow. This is your way home. We go back. Hmm. Back? Yeah. I thought you weren't insane anymore. What are they saying? He wants to go back from where they came. Citadel. What's there to find at the Citadel? Green. And water. There's a ridiculous amount of clear water. And a lot of crops. It's got everything you need. As long as you're not afraid of heights. Where does the water come from? He pumps it up from deep in the earth. 
calls it Aquacola and claims it all for himself. And because he owns it, he owns all of us. I don't like him already. It'll take two weeks to skirt the Wall of Mountains. No. I suggest we go back the same way we came. Through the canyon. It's open, we know that, right? He brought all his war parties through. So we take the war rig and we charge it right through the middle of them. We can decouple the tanker at the pass. Shut it off behind us. Kaboom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ready to this? Oh, yeah. Here we go. Max Rakotansky. What a great name. Do we ever hear him say his last name outside the first movie? Yeah. When? Thunderdome. He says his name. Fury Road. He says Rakotansky? No. Okay, not Rakotansky. Yeah. No. Just the one. Yeah, okay. Max Rakotansky explains in a voiceover that he was once a cop and road warrior and is now trekking through post-apocalyptic Australia, running from haunting thoughts of his dead wife and child and other people he's failed to save. As he stands on a ridge looking around, a two-headed lizard crawls near Max and he stomps on it before eating it. He drives off and is quickly pursued by a group of scavengers called the War Boys, all pale and covered in blisters due to radiation sickness. They chase Max through the desert and force him to crash before they capture him. Sam... We're back, baby. Is that the original car? Yes, it is. So beyond Thunderdome, this is a full on. It doesn't exist. Yeah. That's a good course. That's correction. his car. That's a good course correction. And f- it's bitching. I would now like to proclaim to the world the order to watch these movies in. You watch One. Road Warrior and then you watch Fury Road. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> No, no, no. You don't need the first movie. Yeah, yes, you do. <laughs> you want to go from Humongous to Immortan Joe. Which I always thought was Immortal Joe, but it's Immortan. Yeah. Um, no, you need Toe Cutter. <laughs> you love Toe Cutter. I fucking love Toe Cutter and his <laughs> merry, merry band of rapists. And uh, what was it? Night, night, uh, <laughs> what was his name? Night whatever? Peter Pan motherfucker just on the barn. <laughs> it's so fucking weird. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's the, you gotta get the fucking Australian version. <laughs> I don't have it. A little timeline review. Road Warrior takes place five years after Mad Max. Beyond Thunderdome takes place 20 years after Mad Max. When do you think Fury Road takes place in relation to the other movies? Because I George th- Miller doesn't I know think, either. I think this is a replacement of Thunderdome. So we're looking at maybe five to 10 years have passed? Yes. That's a quick decline in civilization from Barter Town. What Barter Town is? <laughs> I mean, look, it doesn't like. I mean, well, hold on, because I'm I'm going off of Thunderdome because yeah. the Thunderdome has the wrecked Sydney. Okay. So let's just say five years after five years Thunderdome, okay. enough to grow all that hair and beard and yeah. But I think from the hauntings, he's tried to help other people. I was curious about that because I was like, that's not how it's his never, kid died. It's never alluded. But I think it's like he 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 might have had, <clears throat> he might have been in another situation where he had to help people and he led them to their deaths on accident. Okay. And that's what haunts him. Okay. On I top thought, of his wife and child being killed. I thought maybe he was ramying the origin of it to make it work within this new style of the movie. Yeah. Cause I, it, it's a weird thing where this could just be a standalone movie 
It doesn't need Road Warrior. It doesn't need Mad Max. This could be the reboot of sorts. I, you, if you don't need any other movies to know what's going on. I almost feel like instead of calling this like a full story from beginning to end, this should just be like a series of vignettes, like the James Bond series. Like this is just the Mad Max movies. And each one is its own story on its own. Doesn't have to connect with anything. Yeah. Um, and it works better that way, I think. Yeah. And the really interesting thing that I really, and I've brought it up before. I really appreciate these movies is it's not really about Max. It's about what's going on around him. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, I want all the, like the fact that Mad Max is not in Furiosa, like kills me. Yeah. Can the movie survive without Mad Max? I'll see it. I'll I'll see it. I know you'll know. Yeah. I'll probably see it too. Um, Classic Mad Max starting with a car chase though. Uh, We're back. We're back to a car chase. Uh, I'm glad we got back to this level of menace. Yes, uh, I have yet to see a single pair of football pads. Not a single pair. We'll see. We'll see later on. Yeah. Maybe. I do feel as though we finally have someone that could take on Humongous's army. Yeah. The setting continues to improve the dystopian idea. Gasoline shortage, water shortage, no shortage of assholes, though. <laughs> oh, never. <laughs> all the men. Well, it's always been all the men. In every movie, it has been. Oh, yeah, it's always men. It's just like like one woman, maybe. Didn't uh, Road Warrior had Warrior Girl? They even give her a name, just Warrior Girl. Oh no, I'm sorry. I I meant I meant that it's just a jab at the pro feminist. Oh yeah, no, this was definitely in there. Yeah, yeah, this was. <laughs> like, oh, who destroyed the world? Men. And you know what's funny is that I would I would rail against the Me Too stuff that's in this if it hadn't been in development since 2001. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like this has been an ongoing thing Miller's been working on. Yeah, it's not just he jumped on the bandwagon and it was like, ooh, I can make a Mad Max movie out of this. Like, he he started writing it when it was all going down and continuously, and I, I, I get it. It see here's the thing. It doesn't feel like a forced idea that this crazy motherfucker in a Morton Joe would have breeder women in it this works. in this civilization. It doesn't feel like it's shoehorned in or anything. It just feels like, yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, and it's a better driver than I think oil. Yes, I can believe the water piece more than the oil piece. Yeah. That being said, there's no oil rigs anywhere. Fuel town. Oh, fuel, thank you. And Bullet Town. There's Bullet yeah, Town. Fuel for Town, Bullet Bullet Town. Yeah. See, that's how they... He, he finally figured this shit out. Yes, he got... he. This is... He's finally whittled it down to its core. Yeah. And he's figured it out. And he's finally realized his dystopian dream. Yes. That's why you need to see Road Warrior and then Fury Road. And then good. Max. And you're good. <laughs> okay, the War Boys take Max to their lair in the Citadel, a system of caves and a very tall mesa. They shave his head and face. They tattoo his back with a notice saying he's a universal blood donor, intending to use him as a blood supply. They cover the lower part of his face with a trident-shaped iron muzzle and nearly brand him with an image of a skull engulfed in fire, but he breaks free and runs from the War Boys. The chase through the caves shows that the Citadel is extensive and has an ample water supply as well as greenhouses. As he runs, Max continues to see images of a of the dead before he makes it to an exit high above the ground. He jumps out and lashes onto a swinging hook, but he keeps swinging back toward the war boys, <laughs> and they manage to pull him back into the tunnel. This is the most uncivilized civilization. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is dystopia. Yeah. Um, 
This is already like pedal to the metal. Like it's intense. It's grisly. The music works great. And the speed, he brings in his classic speed up shots, which to me are not cheesy yet. No, they yeah. work super well. To be fair, I, the only time I saw the speed up was when like this, it was in this scene. Yeah. When you wanted to see the franticness of him. But at the same time, I'm sitting there going, this is absolutely needed. Like you have to do this, even though I don't like it. Yeah. Because you have to do it because there's no better way to show, to, to get your movie in the setting right away. It took like 10 minutes to get the barter town. Yeah. And another five or 10 to get into the bowels of barter town. This movie there, the, the car chase is quick at the beginning. Oh, super quick. And you're right there. And just in the run of the hallways, you see everything you need to know that motivates the entire movie. I hate it, but I appreciate it. <laughs> there's a, there's a, there's a hilarious YouTube video about, um, destiny Two. And uh, I'll show it to you later. But the, the key part is I fucking hate Destiny 2. It's my favorite fucking game. <laughs> okay. So it, I thought you were going, where were that? Oh, no, I was, I'll show it to you later. Okay. In the Citadel, there is a large community of survivors lorded over by the leader of their war boys, Morton Joe. Joe wears a, gro- this, he shouldn't be named Joe. Joe wears a grotesque face. Fa- fa- you got to say the whole thing. Joe. Joe wears a grotesque face mask made of horse teeth set in a large pair of jaws with air hoses attached to the bellow system on his back to help him breathe. I didn't know that was horse teeth. That's (laughs) intense. As he addresses a crowd on the ground below the Citadel, he supplies the people with some water, making everyone go crazy and fight for it. Once Joe shuts it off after a few seconds. What a dick. He warns the people not to become addicted to water. So that they do not go mad over its absence. You I'm can't not, be addicted to I'm necessity. Not, I'm not sure that's how that works, big guy. You can't be addicted but to necessity. But look, he's he's a dictator. He's trying to... Kill his people? Yeah. Well, no, he's trying to warp them and gaslight them. Where's water, the water, water is, coming from? Water is dangerous. Uh, it's being pumped from underground, or it's an underwater reservoir. Because they mention when they're going to turn around okay. in the movie. He pumps it up from the ground. Okay. I must have missed that because I was just like, I don't see a lake anywhere. <laughs> no, he pumps it up. <laughs> okay. I do like the design of a Morton Joe. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's killer. I, you know, you went yep. from toe cutter. The bellow whenever he breathes. Yes. You went from toe cutter to Lord Humongous. We're not going to talk about genius. and Kind of went back down yeah, again for Master Blaster. I was going to say for uh, Tina Turner's character, anti-entity. Well, she's, she's the bad guy. She is not a good bad guy. Well, I never, listen, I'm not going to claim that there are great bad guys on Mad Max. Okay. I'm not going to claim that bad, great bad guys in Star Wars either. Now, (laughs) (laughs) now you're correct. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So in a desert, Water is almost like the currency. And kind of like in Waterworld, where dirt was the currency. Sure. <laughs> so all that dirt, you can plant something on metal, right? <laughs> it wouldn't be a Mad Max podcast if we didn't talk about Waterworld. Uh, <laughs> anything I want to add? Uh, this is tr- truly 
and I, I think I said it before, this is truly like his dystopian dream. It fits so well. Um, and Tokata! Because <laughs> you saw Yuki's burn. Oh, he's, he's back. I love him. He's great. If, if I didn't know that was him, I would have Oh, never well, known. nobody knows. And I think that's kind of the reason they covered up his face yeah. and like built him up. I just wonder why they could have done that with Bruce Spence if he's going to be a different character. <laughs> Bruce Spence? Remember the gyro captain? He played the two different characters oh, in the two yeah, movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Surprised he, wasn't, he didn't make the cut in this one. I know. It's some little... He's not dead. He could be. Oh, no. He was too busy banging the 16-year-old at Thunderdome. That's right. Making another feral child. Yeah. Okay. Joe then sends his commander, Imperator Furiosa, out in a huge war rig to collect fuel for Gasta, from Gastown with an escort of war boys and smaller vehicles. Furiosa has a metal prosthesis in place of her lower left arm and hand. And still hot. It's Furiosa, not Furiosa. <laughs> All praise be Charlize. Bad motherfucker forever and always. I didn't know at the time why they were pale white. I didn't know it was part of the radiation thing that they were, but they were also painted because yeah. as because Nux later on, it's it's wiping off. It's wiping off, yeah. And now I'm thinking back to the Eminem thing. It'd be really funny if he was in this because it'd be like, hey, I'm Slim Shady, the real Slim Shady. All the other Slim Shadies are just imitating. <laughs> <laughs> Furiosa is driving the truck called the War Rig on the way to Gastown. The road is empty, straight, and barren. Worst road trip ever. Cut to Max sitting in a cage somewhere in the compound looking up at a light shining down from a shaft above. We learn that a half-life is sick, so a man in charge tells someone to hook him up to the full life, by which he means Max. Cut back to Furiosa. On the way to Gastown, she abruptly changes course, veering off the road. The war boys follow her, and one of them rides on her running board. Boss, we're not going to Gastown? All Furiosa says is, we're heading east. And the men clearly trust her and obey her orders. Uh, is Furiosa second in command? Because that's what I'm getting. Yeah, I think she's the I think she's the first in command underneath Immortan Joe and his family. Okay, um, yeah, because the war boys just kind of listen to her. Yeah, she's the she's the driver of the war rig. Yeah. So there's just this bond and trust that we'll get in Furiosa, the movie, motion picture. How how she gets the trust of everybody? Yeah, I guess. The dialogue, yes. the train, the cars. We're finally back to Mad Max. I don't think a, a, a movie franchise has ever jumped from such a low low to such a high high like this. I can't think of one. Predator. <laughs> from Requiem, from, Requiem to from that, Requiem from Prey to Prey. <laughs> Shameless plug. Back at the Citadel, we see a row of overweight, half-naked women attached to very elaborate breast pumps. Yeah. Immortan Joe stands nearby looking at the milk in a bottle. He hands it to a man who tests it and tells Joe that it's good. Well, really, he just says, moo. Yeah, that happened. I want to uh, rewatch and make sure he said moo. He said moo. You're positive. Absolutely positive. Because I had the closed captioning on. Hilarious. Joe is alerted I'm by. Assuming the <laughs> the mooers are just breeders that. I think are they're just the, the milkers. Oh, God. Yeah. Joe is alerted by another of his sons who is stationed at a telescope that Furiosa's convoy has veered off course into hostile territory. Joe quickly runs off. Clearly, he's not used to things deviating from all his, his all-powerful plan. He lumbers through a farm with hanging plants, unlocks a giant vault door, and walks into lavish chambers. He calls out for Splendid, Angerod, and walks further into the chamber. There's graffiti everywhere. Our babies will not be warlords, or 
who killed the world? Men. Men. We hear a shotgun cock. <laughs> and an old woman emerges from the shadows shouting, they are not your property. This woman's got balls. The old woman defiantly tells Joe that the women, presumably his wives, or at the very least the mothers of his sons, begged Furiosa to take them away from the Citadel. They wanted to escape. I got to give props to the production design in this. Oh, it's... I do. Un-fucking real. I feel like they took the combined budgets of the first three movies and just said, put it all into this one. It'll work. Uh, and it's well lit, too. Like... Yeah. And even the color saturations and the color schemes. Absolutely. And it, you, you bring up a point where it's just desert. It's brown. But they they fix it to make it look gorgeous. It's not Michael Bay oversaturation. It's just that little piece below it. But he knows how to work the colors yeah. for contrast. And I'm watching this just going... Because I remember saying this in the third Mad Max movie. I think Miller is overrated. Starting to see some things right now in mm-hmm. this movie. I'm going, I'm starting to become a believer a little bit just from the look of the movie. He can make a good movie look good. Wait, do you see Happy Feet? Fuck you. All, <laughs> all the war. Are you nominating Happy Feet? <laughs> no. Okay. All the war boys are eager to join the chase, but one called Nux is so weak that he lost his English accent. No, I'm sorry. It's so weak that he needs a blood bank, which means Max goes along for the ride, chained to Nux and connected to the driver via a central line transfusion tube. The war boys believe that Immortan Joe can deliver them to the gates of Valhalla, so Nux is willing to risk death in service to his leader. And I'll be honest with you, as I'm watching Max hanging there off of this car, my arms were killing me just thinking of that IV rattling around inside of my body. <laughs> oh, it's even worse. It's in his neck. It, yes, yeah. Well, I didn't realize that. I thought it was in his arm. Oh, yeah, you figure it's it's in the war boy's arm, yeah. I believe. Yeah, but, but you're right. It's in his, I see that later just, on. It's in his neck. Max is just getting put through it, man. But I also know that if you're, if, if you're doing a blood transfusion... It, you don't have any energy to do anything. You're, you're, it's not like, it's not like an oil change. You're just getting your car and you're good to go. It, it, well, he's, he's driving. He's not really doing much else. He's, like, <laughs> he's doing all that okay. shit. Yeah. It's a movie. Is he spraying chrome in his mouth? Yeah. What the fuck does that do? The theology of it is that when you go to the gates of Valhalla, you are born shiny and chrome. Okay. So you are preparing yourself. It's it's like their it's their ritual before committing suicide or dying in battle like a Viking. Do they say that in the movie? Yeah. Oh, they, they talk, do. They talk about being well, they talk about being born again, shiny and chrome. Okay. All right. So okay, putting those two together. And just with the whole Valhalla thing, Vikings have to die in battle to go to Valhalla and you die an honorable death. So, and I think it also gets you f***ing high. Oh, you crafty little man, you. You're quick. You're quick. Very quick. Okay. Uh, cool visuals. Oh, no. The war boys ride after Furiosa's war rig, which is attacked by another scavenging tribe, the Buzzards. Nux straps Mac to the hood of his car like the figurehead on a ship and eagerly chases Furiosa across the co- others, uh, alongside the others. Cool visuals of the convoy. Max strapped to the front. Looks awesome. I like the drum truck until it pulled around to the front. And I saw it was a stage truck with a ridiculous speaker set and some asshole with a flaming guitar. Eddie from Stranger Things did it better. Excuse me. (laughs) This was years before Stranger Things. He's not even playing the song we're hearing. (laughs) 
<laughs> what? They cut away from him and he's not even playing the song that we're actually hearing. So what? Well, why is he Eddie's, there then? Eddie, Eddie doesn't have the drum track and the bass track to Metallica or I the vocals. I said that and you said that's not a big deal. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying it's not a big deal. And plus, it's he's the f***ing war trumpeteer with a f***ing badass flamethrower guitar. So f***ing dumb. Oh, I f***ing love it. Pointless. It's so cool. So pointless. It's so over the top and dumb. It's great. You, you know what? I can agree with you that it's so over the top and dumb. You're right. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Just like you said, you agree. I, I agree with the first half. <laughs> <laughs> I forget. I think one of the, I think, uh, yeah. So the red haired breeder. Of the white snake girls? Of the white snake girls. Yeah. That's her husband. In real life? In real life. <laughs> yeah, oh, the one that was, falls in love with Nux? I believe so. That's another thing. Which I wouldn't go to say, I wouldn't go as far as say she was and fell in love. I think that's a play on women empathy and compassion. Oh, we're diving into that pond. Yeah. I don't, okay. because I don't think, there's no kiss. There's, it's just, she's comfort. She's a, mu- like a well, mothering, they're longingly looking into each other's oh, eyes. Absolutely. That yes. But I don't, I don't get at least there's no actual indication that it's actual, like, f- like love sexually or physically. It's a nurturing, like, cause she says he's just a child. So is she. That's like Padme saying, look, Anakin, gonna, he's just look, a child. We're going to get into the half-assed women power bullshit <laughs> in this movie. We're going to get there. The message, the the look, the, <laughs> he did a great job introducing feminism into this movie. He was started it before the Cosby thing. He started it like right at the Me Too movement. Yes. He didn't just bandwagon on it. No. It had been talked about. Right. And he had been building up. But how he did it. I think he could have done a better job. Okay. Sam, we talked in the last movie where those canyons came from. Uh, they're here. Continuity of setting. Yay. Time out. Time out. No, that's a yay. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying, where the f*** did the canyons come from? No, they were in the last movie. Okay. Sorry. I took that. I read that as they did it again, where it's desert and there's canyons and they're like, the continuity is off. That's no. how I read that. No, I so thought I was, I liked my it. Bad. I was like, the continuity is there. My bad. Yeah. Cool. There's just no lush water. Yeah. Okay. But Sorry, that's my bad. That's me misreading. That's okay. Uh, what do you think about the vehicle action? Oh, man. <laughs> it's the stunts in this movie, and I think it really shows farther in, but God damn. The pra- like, look, there's a bunch of CGI, but there's also not a lot of CGI. Watching that behind the scenes, it was cool seeing that the CGI was mostly used for erasing wires. Uh, for that, for that matter, which that happens in every fucking movie that oh got god. stunts. Oh my god, this movie would have been hella dangerous. Yeah, uh, and uh, you know they, but. This movie also got a reputation as being all practical effects. It's and this practical. next scene, I was like, you know what? Go f*** yourselves, practical effects. That desert storm is CGI, motherfuckers. Yeah. And anytime <laughs> a car crashes and there's a body flying, it's special effects. You're not watching a guy get f***ing thrown from a car in slow-mo and slam into the desert. So in the, in the final shot where they barricade the tunnel yeah. area... Uh, they, they were, they had the guy that originally did the, uh, stunt in Mad Max do it for this. Oh shit. 
But in it, Nux is in there. Yeah. Yeah. So what they did was they put a Nux dummy. <laughs> so they used a Nux dummy, and they used a lot of dummies to show the bodies flying all over the place. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Super smart. Now, that being said, when they flipped it, because they go do one shot. Yeah, absolutely. So when it yeah. flips over, George Miller's watching the screen, and he's sitting there going, okay, looks good, looks good. And it happens, and he goes, oh, no. They're like, what? They're like, Nux's head came up to the sunroof and hit the ground before anything. And he freaks out. And he doesn't realize it's a dummy in there. Oh my God. Imagine you just killed an actor. That, that I was like, cause they don't reveal it till like the last part of that documentary. And you're like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> Imagine you see the head come out and you think it's the actor. It rolls over and they had strapped oh the one guy in God. and you saw just the bald head go up to the sunroof and then hit the ground as the car slams. Oh. Into it. Yeah. But the, to, the, the to, bear hug he gave the stunt driver afterwards is like, oh, I'm glad you're okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, to, to have been a part of the War Boys or any of the Marauders. Yeah. My God, that's just a dream. It looks so fun to film that. They brought in Cirque du Soleil people to help out with the stunts, oh, with yeah. the poles. Yeah. Uh, all that, yeah. The poles were like, I don't think I've ever seen that until recently. I think another movie did it. Mm. which is like it's just fucking awesome it was weirdly cool it makes me like it's like you never i've never seen that before right yeah they attempt to get close to the rig but furiosa shakes most of them off the war boys are aiding in the battle with explosive tipped spears nux gets close to the rig as max attempts to break free furiosa drives towards an enormous oncoming sandstorm nux continues to chase her even as they head into treacherous sand tornadoes a few war boys are killed in the storm while Nux plots a kamikaze run by spilling his fuel inside his car. He plans to set it ablaze with a flare when Max is able to overpower and stop him. The two crash in the storm. And I think we get... If a Morton Joe is going after... I was confused by this. Maybe you can help me out here. If a Morton Joe is going after Furiosa and the war boys see it as a Morton Joe's people going after Furiosa, then why are they fighting... Morton Joe's boys shouldn't they be like oh shit we're doing the wrong thing let's stop Furiosa's car they're not fighting them they're fighting the 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 buzzards oh I thought these were I thought they were okay no fighting the buzzards all right it's when because they all look the same it's when you uh, here's the thing when you try to make everything look stylistically crazy and you go oh what's a different crazy no it's the same fucking crazy yeah and that's yeah um it's only when they're about to go into the storm and Nux has pulled up and he's got like his gun pointed at Furiosa and the dude drops down. It's like, what's going on? Yeah. What have you done? Um, it's too late for the war boys on her war rig to do anything. Because okay. in the next scene, they all get swept off in the tornado. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cause I was, I was confused by that. Cause I thought at that point he had already caught up to them. And Morton Joe's people had already caught up to him. It was just Nux because oh. he he put the boost on. And yes, because he hauled up the steering Cuban wheel. Cuban me. His Cuban it's not Nos. Cuban Nos, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and all I can think about is how uncomfortable Max must be with all this jostling around. Uh, the sandstorm that looks like something out of Dune. It was wild. Sand tornadoes. I'm here for it. Jesus. Um. Yeah. Max awakens to find himself still chained to an unconscious Nux and still wearing his muzzle. He grabs a shotgun and tries to shoot off Nux's wrist, but the gun misfires. 
That just sucks. He spots Furiosa's rig and walks there, finding five beautiful women. Behind door number one. Splendid. Come to the stage. (laughs) Oh, boy. We got Splendid Toast, Capable. Toast the knowing. Cheeto. (laughs) The dag. Oh, I can't. I mean, and they mention like their names like once. The only you hear often is Splendid. You hear Splendid a lot. Yeah, I hear Splendid a lot. But everybody else, she's the the main. She's the main bitch. Yeah, I'm like at slow mo, and you, yeah, and here I go again. And you've got this scene where they're all washing themselves off. <laughs> they got the waters. Here I go again yeah. on my own. I mean, dude, shots going up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh. Max is the most healthy woman or most healthy yes, man. These women is, have girl. <laughs> yes. I should not work that work. The most healthy man. These women have ever <laughs> seen and they treat him like his name is Stan. <laughs> well, you have to give it to him. Their entire life is being raped and controlled by men. So they're going to be hesitant to, well, also he's got a f-ing gun. He does. But again, He's a step up from Morton Joe. 100%. But <laughs> their entire life is hating men. Yeah. Insert feminism. Uh-oh. Ooh. You need to get a different fucking one. That's just so fucking gross. I'm trying to have a Dr. Evil moment. I know. Jesus. Uh, get the throw up line from Team America. T- uh. <laughs> Max points the shotgun at the women and demands this, the hose. <laughs> they demand his hose. He drinks, then tells them to use the cutters to cut off his chain. Dag tries to, but cannot break it. Furiosa, she'll have no problem later on. Furiosa sees in the distance that Joe has gathered reinforcements from the other towns that supply gas and ammunition to the Citadel. They, the approaching forces are led by the people eater and the bullet farmer. Max and Furiosa fight as he tries to cut the chain that ties him to Nux. Nux wakes up, helps Max fight Furiosa, who is assisted by the other women. Nux cuts the chain, and Max tries to take the rig for himself. However, it stalls because Furiosa installed a kill switch, and only she knows how to start it again. Classic. The classic uh, no ammo in the shotgun. You sneaky bastard. (laughs) Or you sneaky bastard. Max just wants to get out of here. He just, yeah, he just for wants three to movies. His... He just wants this shit and go. He just wants his car and go. Just leave him alone. Let him go. You do good for your home. Answer me. Okay. How did that little gun compartment survive after that last chase? I mean, it's cool for the sake of cool, but not using logic is just stupid. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, mm. it's easily broken on the side of the car. She goes like that and grabs it. I'm like, after what you just went, that survived. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I mean, shit. If she did it with her metallic arm, I'd understand. It was a regular fist. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I will say, smart move on the Glock, always reliable, no matter what. And the sh- the scene, <laughs> the scene where Nux grabs the mag, Max is on top of Furiosa. Yes. He puts it down, Nux loads it, he cocks it on his belt, and then bang, 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 bang around her head mm. was so slick. But a Glock will fire anytime. 
that um, I'll say this. That was the most Max I have seen since the first movie of him having some training as a cop. Yes. Because yep. in the it's other finally, two movies, he might as well not have been one. Yeah. Um, one critique I do have yeah. is the audio with the, I don't know if they were dubs, but I almost never feel that the dialogue coming from Max, I don't think he was mic'd up because it doesn't, it feels off or it doesn't feel like it's coming from his mouth. It might've been because this was obviously post Dark Knight Rises and Rises, remember Bane's issue in the original shots of it was you couldn't hear him because he had the mask on. So he had to ADR all of his lines. Yeah, but what's so their excuse this, for Max? Well, maybe they didn't ADR his lines. Oh, man. Yeah, because none of, like, almost all of his lines don't feel like they're coming from him. Yeah. But also, and we're here now. Nitpicking. Why are only a few people Australian? Why isn't <laughs> everybody just talking an Australian accent? Well, they're fucking A-list actors, except for the actresses that play the fucking... Snow White Snake Girls. Yeah. You can fake an Australian accent. Well, we could always use Waterworld as a template because remember, they made up a language just after a couple of years. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But it it bothers me and takes me out of it. Like, no, I hear you. Yeah. You're 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 in Australia. You're going to be speaking Australian. The only, the only, the most Australian in that movie is, I think, Toast the Knowing. Okay. Because she's just like, you know, any uh, one of her lines is, he eats schlanger. Yes. Yes. Like she's hella Australian. Yeah. Or maybe she's just being funny. Oh, she's great. I love her. I don't know. Uh, you she's, can- she's such a fruit loop. She's like, <laughs> is anybody else imagining a war rig on the horizon? Is that just me? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you can uh, see it, man. You know, you can hear the dumb fucking guitarist. So is this guy contributing anything to the war party other than like, look, look, here we are. Uh, it's motivation and fuel by guitar and fire. Give me fuel. Give me fire. Give me give that which I desire. desire. Yes. <laughs> Max lets her back on the rig, but he doesn't want to take the rest of the women. Furiosa. By the way, we'll, we'll get into it later. Okay. The the, the the kill switch combination. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> one, two, one, two, red, black, green, go. Is that what it was? I'm pretty sure. See, he she says it so fast. And I'm like, oh, you she's need so, to repeat. Well, that? she's so fast, but she's also like, just pointing at things that he probably can't see, like the switches. Yeah, and so it's like, whatever. Sure. <laughs> uh, Furiosa insists that they come along as she is guiding them to a location she calls the Green Place. When Furiosa explains that Joe's gratitude toward Max will probably be a slow, painful death, Max gives in, and as they ride off in the war rig, Nux sneaks on board. He disconnects the brake line of the fuel pod, slowing the rig down. Let's say that again. He disconnects the brake line to the fuel pod, slowing the rig down. Max yeah, crawls out. <laughs> I don't think that makes it seize up. Nope. Max crawls out on the tanker and reconnects the line. Okay, now we could slow down. During this leg of the chase, Max is able to remove his face mask with a file given to him by Furiosa. And that's why I say, I love that he's filing the mask the entire, the entire time. time. <laughs> <I> just... <laughs> um, line delivery is a little rough from the White Snake girls at times. Yeah, looking at you, Kravitz. Yeah, she she, uh, she looks good. She looks great. Yeah, I I am uh, at this point. I'm now seeing 
what everyone was saying about this not being a Mad Max movie, but a Furiosa movie. Mm. But <clears throat> when I look back at the previous two movies, not the first, <laughs> Max has never really been the main character in the stories. No, it's just what's happening around him. He was the wild card added to two opposing sides, and that's what got the win. Yeah. And it's kind so this is kind of in line with what he's always been. It's just it keep, his role keeps diminishing in every movie to make way for a more interesting world. But as you were saying with Furiosa, even Mad Max in it, can we do with like such a diminished role that he's not even there and, we, and now it works? Could that happen? I don't know. I don't know either. I worry about that because I, I kind of like this movie. Yeah. Let's uh, see how Furiosa does without... Max. Why were they keeping Nux around? Uh, He's been hiding. And he jumped on, like, they didn't, initially they didn't know that he hopped on the truck. Right, but eventually he shows himself. Yes, and he tries to kill Furiosa. And they, this is, this is something that's really dumb, and this is kind of a, so Furiosa's about to, like, kill him yeah. and like throw him off. And the white snake bitches are like no unnecessary deaths. Right. And to me, that is, excuse me, what you're that- trying, you're trying to go to the green place and it's a war boy. If this was a random scavenger. Yeah. You don't kill a guy who's not interested in killing you, but he just tried to kill you. Yeah. And he's trying to take you back to a Morton Joe. It makes zero sense. That's what I was wondering. I was like, why are they keeping him around? No unnecessary deaths, but that seems like an unnecessary. Are they in the right movie? (laughs) Seems like an unnecessary. It seems like a necessary death. Yeah, if you want to escape, this is necessary. Yes. Furiosa drives the rig into a canyon where she has an arrangement with a group of biker bandits. They'll close. God, this has been so cool. This is humongous. This gang. All right. Uh, They'll close the pass behind her with a rock slide to foil her pursuers in exchange for their three thousand gallons of fuel in the trailer pod. She teaches Max the sequence of switches to throw to defeat the kill switch, then asks his name. He doesn't want to tell her, so she says, well, when I yell fool, drive out of here fast. They spot Joe and his forces closing in. Furiosa gets out and shouts to the bikers that she's brought the 3,000 gallons of fuel as agreed, and she'll detach the pod. One of the bikers complains that she said there would be a few pursuers, but there were three large-ass parties. Furiosa dodging to put... Dodging to put the rig between herself and the bikers, yells, fool, and manages between bullets to climb back on as Max drives the rig away. Though she never did detach the fuel trailer, the bikers blow up the overpass, temporarily halting Joe's pursuit. As they race away, Furiosa and Max fight off the biker bandits with their respective talents for marksmanship. Um, there is This is a scene that bothers me a little bit. Okay. And the reason why it bothers me, there's only one part of it. Not the whole scene, but this one part. When whenever I see a sequence of like clearly we're stunt bikers and we're going to jump over oh, something and, nah. do, eh, and they do it like three times. And I'm like, this is it, later on. I talk about the editing and how there's very few editing mistakes, but this is one because they seem to be able to keep up with it. So why are they on the outside looking to jump over the fucking thing uh, just to look cool? Yeah. I love it. <laughs> It's so fucking dope. And then like, no. the move, the move when one of the one of the scavengers rides. It's like it's where Shelley's throne is underneath the war rig, and she's 
grabbed it from underneath so okay. he gets shot. Yeah. And then this biker does one of those yeah jumps <laughs> and then comes down and then dumps the bike and he slides with it and grabs her. Yes. That was sick. I wonder how they shot that. Yeah. Cause oh that was like yeah. that seems super dangerous. Um there's no way in Max's headspace he's remembering that combination of switches. Not one time. You can't but, tell him one time. He'd be like, wait, can you say that again? It's magic, baby. It, magic. It's magic, baby. <laughs> Furiosa. And also at this point, they have not explained yet why Furiosa is helping the women. She made a, pro- well, they haven't, but she made a promise. It's been 48 minutes though. And they, she hasn't explained that yet. Yeah. But do, does she need to explain? There should be an explanation as to why this second in command has turned tail against a Morton Joe. Well, she's a woman. Number two, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> she's a woman. Number three, they begged her to take her away. Makes sense to me. Well, I'll, I'll she was it. taken away. Yeah. Well, as a child, but we don't know that yet. It's coming. I, they're keeping a war boy on there. We got the second in command leading these five women who don't want to hurt anybody and are constantly in danger. You brought on Max, also another person who's a wild card. I need some fucking answers. It's been 48 goddamn minutes. Here's another car chase. Oh, you. Here's some, here's some motorcycles going. Yeah. Ah, Calabunga. <laughs> and Morton Joe in his large wheeled off-road Bigfoot is able to climb over the rockfall. He's joined by Nux who proves that splendid is on Furiosa's rig with a scrap of cloth. He'd taken from her. Another chase ensues through the desert. The war boys keep trying to overtake the rig while Joe catches up. He attempts to shoot at the rig until splendid steps out as a human shield. And Joe cannot do a thing without hurting his potential son. Nux attempts to help Joe who sprays chrome paint on on Nux's mouth with the promise of bringing him to the gates of Valhalla if Nux succeeds. Almost immediately, Nux loses his gun in front of Joe, who continues driving with disappointment. Splendid tries climbing back to the front of the rig, but she falls off and is run over by oh. Joe's car. The women tell Max to turn back, but when he tells Furiosa that Splendid went under the wheels, Furiosa says they must keep going. The others cry for Splendid. Behind them, Joe screams in rage while holding Splendid's body. The way he's holding her body, like she got me, wrecked. Me, she she got wrecked. Number one, <laughs> number two, he's holding her with her her back towards his stomach, and she is, I mean, full back break. Oh yes, and stomach, pregnant stomach, just out. It's a lot. And it gets even worse with the scene. Oh, the coming up. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, but yeah, it came out of nowhere and it, it really sucked. Cause I, uh, of all the white snake bitches, I liked her the most. Rosie Huntington Whiteley was her name. And the only reason I know her is because she's uh, married to, uh, Jason Statham. Oh, is she Jason Statham? I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, I know her from transformers too. Cause oh, she's yeah. the college chick. That's oh the new yeah. Yeah. Um, which, <laughs> How could you do that to Megan Fox? Okay. <laughs> uh, Nux is just a kiss ass. Can someone kill this kid? Well, no. It, the, Morton Joe is their god. All the war boys are like this. Yeah. It's, he, he's annoying. Absolutely. But he's also going to change allegiances like in about a half hour. Yeah, because he's he feels like Gore, the god butcher. He feels betrayed. We do not speak of that movie. 
I will speak of God, Gore the God Butcher. <laughs> he was the only amazing thing in that movie. I did like this one part, though. When Nux jumps on the rig and the chain catches him. <laughs> Mediocre. <laughs> I laughed out loud. I was like, I so want to use that in class. <laughs> Mediocre. Uh, splendid ad problems cutting the chain the first time. This time, there's no problem. She had another person's help. Thank you. And of course, oh shit, Splendid got wrecked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nux slips back into the rig with the promise of helping the women evade Joe. He lies on the floor distraught that he has failed Joe yet again and has lost his chance of joining his personal army. Capable consoles him. At the front, Furiosa tells Max of the green place and how she was taken from it as a child. Is the green place just not the outback? Yes. Now, here's a fun thing. What if the green place is actual civilization and the Mad Max movies were just a bunch of people stuck in the outback thinking that civilization was destroyed like the village. I mean, how cool would that have been is very large and desolate. Like, so they, they, they see green like, Oh, what the hell's that? And they go, it's like, what was it? It was like a station 13 in the hunger games where all the weird people were, all the civilization. was. Oh yeah. (laughs) What the guys have this shit have you been here all along (laughs) Uh, i am curious how they handle that little bit of so in my mind when somebody's taken away from a place yes it's usually in a raid right so in raids you destroy everything or take it so if she was taken away, then why would the green place still be there? It's obviously it's not, it's destroyed, but they acted like the, the ladies, That's a good point. the old ladies act like, Oh, everything was fine until the, the land turned to poison. Right. But, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe though, maybe it was just like some scavenger came in and they abused it and he took the child to offer to more than Joe. I don't know. No, that's Yeah. Yeah, what the hell? My brain, it, it works sometimes. No, I... God damn. Brings up points. I gotta bring this grade down now. Shut the f*** up. <laughs> um, um, I love the smiley face tattoos on his boils. Why did he call them? He, he named them something. He named them something, I don't know. Yeah. Like, but it, they're his buddies. Like Roy and John or something. something. <laughs> there's, there's only friends. Is it, which when he said it at first, I was like, oh, it must be the guys who was running around with him in the tunnels. Nope, just his bumps. Nope. Just his tumors. Bink. <laughs> uh, as they continue driving through the night, the rig becomes stuck in a large field of mud. The bullet farmer is not far behind them. Max shoots at him but misses, and then Furiosa gets a clean shot, taking out the bullet farmer's lights and blinding him. Nux suggests they attach the truck's winch cable to a nearby tree and pull the rig forward. There is one tree in the middle of nowhere. That's the one we're using. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here in Alabama, everyone gets stuck in the mud from time to time. time. Joe Pesci. Oh yeah. (laughs) The gun went off right next to Max's head. Just like toe cutter. Okay. So in the defense of this movie, Oh boy. You were absolutely right. (laughs) At least Max, you get the ring and he's just like, he's shook. He's like, Oh, (laughs) that's where toe cutter. He's just like, eh, bang. Get me a banana. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, his eardrum's gone. Oh, yeah. Meanwhile, Joe's lieutenant, the organic mechanic, takes Splendid's body as she is near death, and he 
cuts the baby out of her abdomen. The baby is dead too, but he tells Joe that it was a boy. Joe tells his adult son, Rictus, that he had a brother. And Rictus screams proudly. I had a brother. I had a beautiful baby brother. Nothing like a little post-death abortion to pass the time in the night of Fury Road. It's so casual and so gnarly. It is. him just like playing with the umbilical cord. Oh. It's a lot. It is. But the fact that she's still alive. Was it necessary? I think it. Yeah. Wait, she's not alive. She's breathing. Yeah. He said she's breathing. What about the baby? It's gone awful quiet in there. She's alive. Oh, I didn't. I thought she was dead. She was breathing. Oh, my God. She's dead now. And you know they don't have anesthetics. <laughs> no. I mean, who knows? Her back was broken, so she could she could have just been like a veggie. Maybe. The women continue to try continue trying to push the rig out of the mud while Max goes out to face the bullet farmer himself. A few bright flashes of explosions are seen in the distant fog, and he returns shortly with the bullet farmer's blood on his face, along with a nice supply of guns and ammo. Jesus, everyone has to have some long-winded introduction in this. It's a, it's a bit much. I am the Bobby Everyone's got to have some long-winded. Just, who gives a shit? Kill. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's this is, this is one of those bits where the CGI doesn't really work well. It's, it's a lot. It's unnecessary. But I love what happens to him. There's only one thing I don't like about the introduction is that it just not, doesn't live up to this. Greetings from the humongous, the Lord humongous, the warrior of the wasteland, the Ayatollah of rock and roller. I know that they're trying to kind of replicate the feeling of that. Doesn't work though. No. Yeah. But then again. We are we have beyond Thunderdome in between to make us forget about it. So, oh yeah, but no, he gets the light. I guess the glass shrapnel, yes, the lamp, and <laughs> hold up the flare to my eyes. It's right in front of your eyes. <laughs> in the morning, the rig comes up to a tower where a naked woman, the Valkyrie. Oh, we are in a Mad Max movie. It's screaming hey, for help. There we go. Oh, we haven't had a sex scene. No. Damn. Did we have one in Beyond Thunderdome? I don't no, think we did. I don't think we did. It was just the first two. Ran mass sex scene. One at the very beginning. Yep. And then one... At the very beginning. beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Max thinks it's a trap, but Furiosa steps out and tells the Valkyrie her mother's name and her affiliation with this clan. The Valkyrie climbs down the tower and puts on a robe. More older women, the Vuvulini, which sounds like a noodle shaped like a vagina, emerge. The eldest keeper of the seeds... <laughs> Rick, Rick, get it? Seeds? Seeds. Yeah. yeah. Recognizes Furiosa. Furiosa tells him that she is taking the women from the Citadel to the Cream Place, but Keeper of the Seeds informs her that the muddy swamp they passed through was the Green Place and has long since become uninhabitable. Furiosa walks into the sand, falls on her knees, screaming in despair. Great twist. Yes. Great it's, twist. It's, <laughs> the Furiosa scream is cinematic, but it's just like... One of those platoon moments where like, no! Yes. <laughs> and you know, for all the talk about how he made this a female empowerment movie, he sure has no problem making sure every female not named Furiosa is either naked or scantily clad and wet. Yeah. Well, in the defense of that, because my, my issues with the feminism thing 
in this movie is, and this is not one of them. Yeah. Because they are breeders. They are beautiful. He's going to make sure they're beautiful. Of course. Um, I will say this is where the acting kind of starts to. There's a bit of a nose. Well, it also, this is the slowdown part. Yeah, which is nice because the last two hours were exhausting and nonstop. So it's nice in this, but in Miracle, you have an issue. Yeah, I fucking do. And in Top Gun, the original. I'm going to keep bringing that shit up. Yeah. I do like how the old women remember what life was like before. Yes, you have some reference. You have, you have a reference. Point. You have some history. Um, can you make a signal to others sound good? Instead of that, ah, la, 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 la. can you make that sound good? I have yet to hear a good signal from anyone. I don't know. I do know that if I saw Except, a naked woman doing that, I would wonder, did I just hit a different country? Like, that's some weird shit. Well, that's when you go with Tom Hardy style and go, that, that's bait. <laughs> that was the smartest thing he said the entire movie. Yeah. Yeah. What a waste of Tom Hardy. It truly is. It, the talents that he has, it is truly a waste. And that is a point deduction from me. Because I'm going to say you have so much potential and you look, you made a Furiosa movie yeah, and you're making another Furiosa movie, but this is the most sidelined Mad Max you'll get. I don't think Tom Hardy has been this sidelined since inception. Yeah. Dream of a little pink darling. <laughs> the Vuvalini agreed to help the women from the Citadel ride across the salt flats, the dried up ocean in search of a home. Okay, so maybe we're not in Australia. It could be we're not in Australia. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> Max, still haunted by the images of his wife and child, decides to help the women go back to the Citadel since Joe's greenery and water supply are currently unguarded. They also plan to trap Joe and his army in the canyons. Um, they actually, so they say the images are his wife and child. He's The, the child says paw. Yeah. So... This is where I don't know if this is a reboot or this is just a clean slate. I don't know because obviously his child was a baby when he died. Right. Uh, but it could be. Just but the kid also looks like Feral Boy. Yeah. I wish Feral Boy was here. <laughs> um, it could just be his mind playing tricks on him. I don't know. But yeah. it looks like a vision that he had before where his son was like, come play, Pa. And I also wrote, so wait, we spent one hour and 28 minutes driving into the desert only to turn back around. If I was one of these white snake girls, I'd be pissed. I'd be pissed too, <laughs> but it makes more sense than just driving into the salt flats. Yes. Yes, it does. Well, once they figure it out that there's nowhere to go, but when they, when he's running at the very beginning, when he's running through the tunnels, he looks up and he sees the windmills. He sees the green on top of that mountain. I'm like, is that the green? Cause my thought was when they said the green place, I was like, well, you had a green place. Yeah, exactly. Why just find a way up there? Exactly. And then they, because all the, the white snake girls were taken, Memorial yeah. Joe made it a high priority and left it essentially unguarded. Okay. Which was smart. Well, was it? Smart. To leave it unguarded? <laughs> no, no, it was smart to go back. Oh, okay. I yeah, see what yeah. you're saying. 
The group rides back in the direction of the Citadel. Joe sees them with his telescope, knowing full well what their plan is. He gathers his army and gives chase. The Vuvulini help fight back. The Valkyrie shoots at the Warboys while defending one of her own until she is run over. <laughs> Max and Furiosa kill some of the Warboys while Max gets Joe to kill the People Eater by using him as a human shield. Keep. We missed the... Uh... The nipple play. We finally we got the nipple play. You can check that off the Mad Max list. There was nipple play. Yeah. So when um when when the sir the, when the scout points out that the war rig's going back. Yeah. Morton Joe's got the telescope. The man eater's getting his feet massaged, and then he comes up, and he has his he has pierced nipples, and yes. it's just the holes cut out with the pierced nipples, <laughs> and he's touching his nipples. I missed that. <laughs> he's touching his nipples. Yeah. We have it. Awesome. Check the box. <laughs> Look, there's a formula to these movies. Yes, and there some is. check boxes have to be checked for it to be an Mad movie. <laughs> Keeper of the Seeds is also killed when one of the war boys cuts her neck, although not right away. Toast yeah. I know. Toast is captured by Joe and held hostage. Furiosa is stabbed on Joe's vehicle and grows weaker as Joe and Rictus gain momentum. Toast distracts Joe long enough to give Furiosa an opportunity to hook Joe's mask onto the wheels of his car. She growls, remember me, to him as the wheels rip the mask and part of Joe's face off. Damn. Now that, number one, that first, this is the first time a villain hasn't been hit by a vehicle straight on. Yes. What a gnarly way to go. It was and awful looking. What a tagline. Remember me. <laughs> I just went when I saw her hook it in. I was like, "No." Yeah. <laughs> but my but my then and I saw what I kind of saw where it was going. I was like, "Okay, his whole head will be ripped off." Nope, just the skin of his face. Yeah, and I I I rewound and paused to see what it had had been done. Yeah, and there was for that split second. There's a whole CGI team that took his jaw oh. off, and some teeth are like kind of showing, like for that one second. Yeah. They made it happen. Um, the women get off safely while Nux says goodbye to Capable and swerves against the canyon, sacrificing himself to kill Rictus and collapse the overpass to put an end to Joe's army. And I just realized where I'd heard Immortan Joe's voice before, and it's from the alien leader in Ewok's Battle for Endor. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Check that out. You'll hear his voice and be like, oh my God, that's Immortan Joe's voice. Is it really his? No, it's not really oh, his, okay. but it's like identical. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and I was really hoping Max was going to kill that flaming guitarist when he jumped on that thing. Dude got off light. Man, just a hater, Joe. Just a hater. He contributes nothing to the war party. fucking music. When armies back then went into battle, back they had then, a the drummer. <laughs> Dystopia. Time, things get set back to the roots. <laughs> I would be this sure is, is a lot this, of electricity that they don't have. <laughs> it's powered by gas, gasoline. Gasoline? Yeah, gasoline. They call it gasoline. What's gasoline? Gasoline. Oh, just f- Cuban nos. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, this is this is the moment <laughs> when the woman empowerment BS. Oh, I shouldn't say BS. It's the woman empowerment is not shown well. Really? If. All these bitches weren't getting rocked by men. Yeah. Then I'd see some woman empowerment, but they all basically do nothing except get killed. Yeah, they do. They're fodder. They are fodder. Like they, they 
I you know, I, I but you, you can't also, say it was a they sacrificed themselves. To it's get mostly the, the older women, though, right? Yeah, it's just the older women. Yeah, the women that are supposed to be badass marauders on bikes. The ones we would assume would survive over the white snake girls. Yes. Yeah. They all get fucking wrecked. Yeah. Now that I hear that, that doesn't make sense. And I'm like, if you're trying to be woman empowerment, you could do a little bit better. That should have been the group that goes on. Yeah. I think one of those group members survives out of all of them. Yeah. It's not the seed girl. No. Which she took a fucking chainsaw to the neck like a champ. And yeah. Still she held was, on. She was good for another five to ten minutes in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and she like, and there's another, like, this is a nitpick, but you're going to be covered in blood. Absolutely. Covered I think they just have somebody holding her neck. They're like, oh, and she's like, I got it. I'm like, it's not a plug. No. <laughs> It's like, I get it. You don't want to see your granny bleed out, but come on. Right. On the way back to the Citadel, Furiosa's lungs nearly collapse. Max punches a small hole in her side to give her air. She starts to lose consciousness, and Max gives her a transfusion of his own blood. He finally tells her his name as she closes her eyes. And this is the passing of the blood moment in the franchise. I love... <laughs> I, I don't like the passing of the blood thing. Um, I really love that Max was like, I'm so sorry about this before jabbing yeah. her fucking side. That always creeps me out. Whenever I see stuff like that in TV shows where they do the whole, you're, you know, oh, you can't the, read the, the three Kings. Oh yeah. That's rough. Haunts me. Ooh, still haunts me. The group arrives at the Citadel. Max presents the people with Joe's mouthless corpse, making everyone cheer. Cause you got to bring that along. They rip Joe's corpse apart and feed off him. That took a dark turn. Yeah. The water, well, the water supply is brought out. Get, what? What? Is it understandable? <laughs> Feed what, off of him? What food are you eating? You're you're starved for water. You're going to be starved for food. You now have that whole green area up That's there. That's not for them. It's for mortal Joe. Who's now dead? Yeah. So you go up there and get the food. You're starving. What are you going to do? This you're going to fucking eat anything you can get your hands on. Now. George Miller did what George Lucas was afraid to do with the Ewoks, which is at least when you Tear see them the, apart, we know the Ewoks ate them stormtroopers. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Those barbecue pits weren't just like animals. No, <laughs> <laughs> the water supplies brought out, giving the people as much water as they need. Furiosa rises and apparently becomes the new leader. She and Max acknowledge each other with respect once more before he slips away into the crowd to continue down his own path and credits roll. No Tina Turner song. According to Top Critics at Rotten Tomatoes, it's got a tomato meter reading of 98%. 92 fresh, too rotten. The critics on average gives them an 8.4 out of 10. That's pretty high uh, marks there. Yeah, this did very well. Yeah, with exhilarating action and a surprising amount of narrative heft. Really? Max, Mad Max Fury yeah. Road brings George Miller's post-apocalyptic franchise roaring vigorously back to life. That I that agree. agree with. Uh, let's see what the rotten people said. Hannah Hodson of Autostraddle said, quote, in a film with such a strong female lead, how could George Miller write such thoroughly forgettable supporting characters? Also, how in the hell is Zoe Kravitz the sole black person in this future Earth? <laughs> uh, pause. Pause. Yeah. There are more than one. Trust me. What? There's more than one, one black person in this movie. Well, Hannah didn't see him. She clearly didn't watch the <laughs> movie because there's a whole scene where a black dude is literally staring into the camera. 
Right. Oh, at the beginning. At the end. At the end. Yeah, he's got dreads. It's when they're going oh, up the lift. Oh, okay. I see. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there are. But she, she must have walked out. <laughs> how? Yeah. How two. Dare, how dare There's they? Two. How dare they? <laughs> and how do you know the war boys aren't fucking just black? They're just painted white. I don't know. I. They're painted. They're painted. Yeah. Pamela Powell. Says, quote, Mad Max Fury Road is one of the worst and meaningless movies I have ever seen. (laughs) That's pretty harsh. Here's the thing. This movie, much like the whole franchise, is like a Heineken. You either like it or you don't. You either like, I mean, if you don't, it doesn't mean that you don't know anything about movies. It's just, it's not your taste. Yeah. Um, And then there's Eileen Jones from the in these times, and her quote is, even the wondrously choreographed stunting that keeps everything flying, flipping, careening, and cartwheeling in every direction starts to look like some demented Cirque du Soleil performance with a demolition derby theme after a while. You make that sound like it's a bad thing. <laughs> also, they use Cirque du Soleil, Soleil performers. All these are women giving rotten I, reviews? These are the women. You didn't want to include any of the men? Two of them were of the two critics. I had to find another one. <laughs> okay. Uh, the audience score was an 86%, agreeing it's a three or higher with a 4.2 out of five average. Uh, movie's over. Were you entertained? Sam, were you entertained? Fucking right. And I'd say 50% of the time I was, but it wasn't because I didn't like the movie. It's because I started getting action fatigue after a while. Oh, this movie's exhausting. Yeah, I started this getting movie action is fatigue. Exhausting. And to be fair, uh, you ever see the Bourne movies? Yeah. The third one, Supremacy. Yes. I went to go see that with my parents when they came out and I fell asleep. And they were like, wow. I was like, it's just action, action, action. There's, and after a while, it's okay, I'm going to bed. Let's figure out if the awards got it right or not. Best Achievement in Film Editing. Mad Max wins at the Oscars. It got 10 nominations at the Oscars. Oh, it crushed. Six wins, but let's be fair. The wins were not for the big categories. It was for the making of categories. Yeah. And honestly, editing, I can't think of a better edited film with what this was. No. God. This deservedly won. Absolutely. Uh, It won for Best Achievement in Production Design. It won for Best Achievement in Costume Design. It won for Best Achievement in Makeup and Hairstyling. It won for Best Achievement in Sound Editing. It won for Achievement in Sound Mixing. Now we're at the Best Motion Picture of the Year. It was nominated, but it lost to Spotlight. Did you watch Spotlight? I did. What'd you think? I thought it was good. I think it was like, oh, this is worthy of the best movie of the year? No. No, I don't either. No. I would uh, say... Sicario is better. I, I would say when I look at this list, I see Bridge of Spies, Brooklyn, obviously Fury Road, Room... The Big Short, Martian, or The Revenant. I would give it to big, Short, Martian, or Revenant. I was going to say Big Short or The Revenant. Yeah. A room, I think it was more of a powerful performance yeah. than a movie. Right. Um, but yeah, it's Big or Short or The Revenant. And I'd say of those four, the Max, Short, Revenant, and Martian, Martian is probably the easiest to watch and get through. Yeah. yeah. It's the more blockbustery of the other. Yeah. Um, okay, Best Achievement in Directing went to The Revenant's Director. I know yeah. you swear by him. 100%. He deserved that yeah. for that movie. Holy shit. I mean, Miller did a great job with he this. He did a great job. He just happened to do it in a year when The Revenant came out. <laughs> oh. um, best Achievement in cin- Cinematography went to The Revenant. Which 
It's beautiful. It's, it's one of the most beautiful films. And honestly, if it wasn't The Revenant, I'd almost give it to The Hateful Eight also. Yeah, probably. Because um, Mad Max is beautiful, but it, I feel like we've seen it before. We've seen it before, but it doesn't It doesn't have any dynamic. Like, it has dynamics itself yeah. as far as the desert, the sky, things that are happening. Right. But it doesn't have the dynamics of different scenes. Yeah. The beginning of The Revenant, where they're just looking at the water stream going up and you see the reflection, that alone wins you this award. That's beautiful. Yeah. Best achievement in visual effects? Weak. Ex Machina won, and I think Ex Machina should have won. I swear by this movie, I think it's top tier sci-fi. Yeah. I do not think this movie deserved it. No. I think it got it. Well, visual effects, look, they really pushed the whole practical effects deal. It was a big deal. They want to push that, push that, but Ex Machina was just amazing. It was amazing, but... Was it better than The Martian, Fury Road, or Star Wars for visual effects? Because of what they did with the actress, Alicia Vikander, mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't passing the Turing test at that point. It looked fucking real. Yeah, but... Uh... And that's the effect that they really focused on right there, I think. Okay. Mad Max... Mad Max... Listen, you could, if you separated these and made one CGI and one practical, you'd give it to Mad Max. Okay. I think. Well, I even then, I don't think Mad Max... Should have been the winner. I'm, I'm talking about. I don't think Ex Machina was the winner out of all of these movies. Okay. Yeah. Star Wars. They didn't do anything new. No. They looked good. But and, and the Revenant. I mean, not a whole lot of special effects. Yes. Yeah. Maybe maybe the arrows at the beginning. Yeah. Which were gnarly. Oh my god. That, that scene is still. That's, not, that, that's like right up there with the, the Normandy invasion and Saving Private Ryan. That's rough to watch. <laughs> Uh, at the Golden Globes, we got two nominations. Uh, best Motion Picture Drama, it lost to The Revenant. And uh, Best Director, and it lost to Revenant. <laughs> so, uh, now, this right here, it got 10 nominations at the Academy of Science thing. We're not going to go into all this, but let's look at the MTV Movie Awards. Those are fun. Uh, best Female Performance. Charlize Theron wins for Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, yeah. Um, beats a hell of a group right there. Oh, it's a hell of a group. Got your girl, Daisy Ridley. Got a Marina Baccarin from mm-hmm. Deadpool, uh, Alicia Vikander from Ex Machina, who is always fun to look at, Anna Kendrick from Pitch Perfect, mm-hmm. Jennifer Lawrence for Joy. I love her. I just don't give a shit about Pitch Perfect. Yeah. Now, best fight, it did not win. It lost to Deadpool. <laughs> I, Deadpool wins for Deadpool versus Ajax. Francis. <laughs> Imperator Furiosa versus Max Rakitansky. That was the fight they chose. I love that fight. I sub- here's the thing I like it too but I almost feel like you can't put Mad Max in this because it's not a fight movie yeah but they put fucking Melissa McCarthy's spy in this so yeah, that's okay. so just let that mar- let that marinate let, let's be fair though the winner is Iron Man versus Hulk and Avengers Age of Ultron yeah that's the winner and it didn't win <laughs> although they do have Hugh Glass versus the Bear in The Revenant oh <laughs> that such a hard scene to watch. <laughs> uh, for best hero at the MTV Movie Awards, uh, Charlize, you don't win. You lost to Jennifer Lawrence in The Hunger Games, Mockingjay Part 2. Would you put her on top compared to everybody else there? We got Captain America, you got Ray, you got The Rock in San Andreas, and you got Ant-Man. I, it's, it's MTV. It's whatever's fucking popular. So yeah. Mockingjay or Mockingbird, whatever the fuck. Hunger Games. Mock. Yeah. yeah. 
king bird. Yeah. And then um, best it's villain. whatever's hot. Best, Hunger best. Games was hot. It was the next Twilight franchise. Yes. And we know when Twilight came out, they owned the MTV they Awards. They owned it. Uh, best villain went to Adam Driver's Kylo Ren in the first of the anti-trilogy. I don't think he was in it enough to warrant that. I, I still so loved his performance as Kylo. Yeah. But no. Uh, Sam Jackson, get the fuck out of here. Tom Hardy Revenant should have probably won. Yeah. But James Spader's performance as Ultron. The Ultron is, is great. Unfucking believable. And I think it's just because he was all CGI. Yeah. That he didn't win. But it's the fucking MTV Wars. Nobody gives a shit about any of that. It's just Star Wars and Twilight and Mockingbirds. Yeah. Mockingjays, whatever. But, but Hugh Keys Byrne gets to make an appearance at the MTV movie. I know. Awards. Look at him. How about that? <laughs> Look at him. Joe. And then best action sequence, Furious 7 wins over Mad Max, which means that no one gives a shit about the MTV Movie Awards anymore. Nope. <laughs> was this, was 7 the one with the magnets? No, that was Fast 9. Was I thought Fast 9 was the rocket ship? That was the same movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. That movie goes all over the place. I love it. Uh, okay. That's the end of that. On to our next segment, type three, top, type three, top three, bottom three. So I'm going to go first. Here's my top three. Uh, my number three is the uniqueness of the world is almost so unique. It's otherworldly at this point. Uh, my number two, this movie deserves every award for every action award and every award ceremony. It just deserves them all. Give it to them. The action. I have not seen action this good in a long time. And I was Pleasantly surprised. Uh, my number one is I watched this twice and I kept looking for editing issues when it came to the car chases and there are so few. It's hard to believe that this um, doesn't have more with how long it's the sequences so impressive. are. Like it, it, even the motorcycle one that I talked about earlier, you can excuse the editing in it because it's covered. You don't see them coming on the side. So it could have been that they're right there. I don't know. Normally in these things you'll see, Oh, well the trucks aren't lined up in the same shot, the same way and all that stuff. But this is right on top with everything. I mean, it's the attention to detail. And this was ridiculous. So that those are my top three. What are your top three? Number three, it is full throttle. Uh-huh. Even in the, even when it's exhausting, no pun intended. <laughs> It is full throttle. This is action getting pumped into your veins. Yeah. Um, my number two is the action with the vehicles is the definition of awesome. My jaw is on the floor, even seeing this for the 10th time. Yeah. I'm still blown away from those stunts and how they filmed it. It is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. uh, and my number one is still to this day, why I love this series is the world, the dialogue and the characters. It is top tier. It is its own entity. It is like comparing it to star Wars. Star Wars is its own world. Water world is its own world. <laughs> Mad, <laughs> Mad Max. When you see something in the style of Mad Max, you know it. Yeah. Yeah, it, you do. It's instantaneous. And you got to play the game, by the way. Oh, the video game? Uh-huh. And it's going to be dirt cheap. What's it on? Xbox. All systems. Okay. Okay. Um, time for the bottom three. 
Time to vent. I can't believe this. This is actually hard to find stuff. Okay. Right. So my number three, Gun Fever, Witness Me, Thunder Road, V8, Everyone Chance Bumper Sticker Quotes. It was kind of like, are you just trying to sound cool at this point? That's kind of where I was at. A little nitpick. Nitpick. I get it. Nitpick. My number two, Road Warrior is paced much better than this movie. Action is awesome, but you run the risk of action fatigue, and I got there with this movie. And my number one, can we please stop with the lie that this was all practical effects? Tons of CGI and VFX shots in this, along with the practical ones. Not, And you know what? I love that your number one critique doesn't have to do anything with the movie. I mean, again, I couldn't find a, a, a top thing. Oh, yeah. I really couldn't. I, uh, I'll talk about it later. <laughs> I feel dirty. Okay, Sam, go. <laughs> <laughs> number three. There's some cheesy bits, uh, but it's really just a nitpick, and this is like my bottom Number two, the women empowerment, and this probably should just be number one. Mm-hmm. Um, the women empowerment thing, it's still, I'm still waiting for it to be better than men equal bad, woman equal good. You know what I'm wondering? I'm wondering if this movie was hijacked by the media claiming it was a women's empowerment movie and that that was never what George Miller intended it to be. I need to look that up then. I'm wondering if that was the case because I couldn't find anything where George Miller was like, oh yeah, this is the direction I want to go with this. It was always like, it just like happened to come out at the same time yeah. as all the shit happening in Hollywood. Okay, then I would like that confirmed because if it wasn't his intention, then I have, this This goes away. Yeah. Because if it's just people hijacking and going, this is the woman empowerment movie, pro this, pro that. And like, yeah. well, if he was trying to do that, if he was actually trying to do that, he did not succeed mm-hmm. in my book. Yeah. I'm just curious about that because I'm wondering if it was just a... Because if it's just... Situation bad where... Bad guy, your, your, your motive is human beings. Yeah. Then where, sure. Okay. That works for me. Like, remember during 2020 when the uh, BLM protests were happening and you saw other groups hijacking those protests to do their own damn thing. Yeah. And it became that instead. Instead of what it was. Yeah. And I'm wondering if that's what happened here. Okay. I don't know for sure. No, I just, yeah. I'm yeah. going to have to look that up and research it because mm. that would, that would change some opinions I have. I mean, but okay. number one, a number one is there's weird audio issues, especially <laughs> with Max, like things he says don't really sync up. Yeah. Um, and like I said, it's just a nitpick. Like this, it's hard to find something. I mean, there's no football pads. There's no, no strong, strong buffy men in <laughs> leather banana hammocks and <laughs> spandex. Uh, well-toned, oiled legs. <laughs> Freshly shaven. <laughs> okay, time for the critics rating. We use an A to F scale here on the movie planet. C is average, A is highest, F is lowest. Here we go. I'm going to go first. <clears throat> the best way I can describe this movie is with a metaphor. My feelings for Fury Road are the same as my feelings for Tom Brady. I can't stand him. I can nitpick the shit out of his game, but the results are the results, and he's ultimately one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and I cannot deny that. This is a great action movie that I can't stand. I can't stand the aesthetic. It's not pleasing to me. I don't care about Furiosa. I don't care about Max at this point. I don't care about any of the White Snake girls, and I don't care about Nux. The first third of this movie is a car chase. I'll just come out and say it. 
This is the gold standard for car chases going forward. How to shoot them, how to edit them. It is a master class. I don't know who these characters are. I just know there's some bad guys and there's some other bad guys who are not kind of as bad. The second third is for character background and motivations. This is where night falls and it's time to meet our peeps. You learn a little about Furiosa and Nux and you get some conversational dialogue between other characters that make them feel like real people rather than Miller fodder in a movie. And look, it's not the best, but it's not like any of these characters have any connective relationships other than being women. And guess what? That's not enough for bonds to form. You still have some issues amongst the group. Furiosa gets the lion's share of the character development, but even then it's an hour and 16 minutes before you find out Furiosa's motivation, and it's still vague. Yes, she's taking these five girls to the green place, but why now? Why'd she choose this moment to do it? There's a love story between the annoying Nux and red-headed white snake girl. Why? These characters should not be the focus. And then there's Mad Max, who's really here in name only and to pass a torch to the next in line in the franchise, Furiosa. Mad Max's intro deserved to receive some redemption, but the redemption line goes to Furiosa. In my humble opinion, Max deserved a better sandoff of his character arc. Giving his blood in a transfusion of Furiosa, which shows him regaining his humanity, is not enough. After all, the only reason these two are linked together is because the same people are trying to kill them both. The third third is a car race back to the Citadel. If you were wondering if Miller could duplicate the breakneck action of the first act, well, guess what? It happened. It's just as intense and just as well done. But here's the issue. Nearly all of my issues with this movie have nothing to do with the plot or the action, both of which I maintain require a great balance in order to be a great action movie. My issues are with personal expectations, and that's just inserting my own biases into something that doesn't require them. This movie is Tom Brady. I hate the man, but I have to say, best I've ever seen in this particular position in this particular sport. Action has so many subgenres. Martial arts films have Ip Man and The Raid. Gun Fu has John Wick. Man vs. World has Die Hard. Action Adventure has Peter Jackson's King Kong. This is vehicular action, and it's the best of the best in that subgenre. Overall, I'm giving this movie an A. Straight up. Wow. This is an A. I can't deny it's Damn. an A. It's an A. Yeah. All of my issues are personal expectation. It's not what I saw on the screen. Yeah. Okay. So it's up to you whether this is going to be uh, up there. So go ahead, Sam. You get the last word. Word. All right. This. This is the pinnacle, and I'm hijacking your term. Mm. This is the pinnacle of vehicular action. The worship of the automobile and the extravagance of the machine. This movie is a drag race that only lets up to refuel, change tires, and then go again. From the moment it begins, you're hanging on for dear life, and it can be exhausting, truly physically exhausting to watch, but it works. The music is well-paced and enhances the already intense visuals and nitro-fueled pacing. The cast, for the most part, complements the narrative, the minor hiccups along the way. Where the movie falls short, and we just had this discussion, if you were listening, was I need to research and see if George Miller meant for this to happen or if people took this and changed it how they wanted it to be to fit their own thing. Yeah. So if Miller did this on purpose, then the movie falls short with the women empowerment outside of Charlize's absolutely dominant performance. The women are either eye candy narrative, which works is for narrative. It fits. It's not yeah. grotesque or getting destroyed by men. This movie came out, if I'm remembering correctly, at the very 
uh, large pro-women resurgence. The Harvey Rapestein, sorry, Weinstein accusations <laughs> had been made and a lot of man trashing. The message that only I can see in the film is that men are bad and disgusting, except a few. They're just boys deep down and destroyed or destroying the world while women are empathetic and nurturing. You should check out some women history. <laughs> there are some. Um, if more than one of the women in the Greenland clan had survived and been more pivotal in the final act of restoring the society of the Citadel, then I would get it. But my point is it, it maybe it would have tipped the scale, but I want to just make my point that only hot girls survive in these worlds, baby. <laughs> only the hot ones. I want to. <laughs> I mean, that's what happened. All the only the hot girls survived, except uh, Chastity or Splendid. Splendid, yeah, Splendid. But even she survived the crash. She survived the crash. Yeah, she didn't survive the abortion. Well, does she die? Well, she died on the inside because she aborted the baby. Gotcha, she gotcha. Lost her time. Um, <laughs> I but I want to reiterate, Charlize's performance is incredible and she deserves a spot right next to Scorning Waver as her performance in Ripley and Alien. She is one of the most badass characters of all time. Tom Hardy is passing the torch of Max and while it takes even more, he takes even more of a backseat in the previous films, he's brought his own spin on Max, a more fractured version. And it works incredibly well in this passing of the torch. If they were going to continue the Mad Max, I would hope that he would have had a more, you know, prevalent position in the movie. But this is this is it. This is this was his send off. I'm not sure he'll feel come back. I hope he does. Um, but it works incredibly well, and Miller is very smart uh, to get back to the reasons of Mad Max. Why Mad Max is so special? The cars, the unique characters, and the world itself. I believe he finally honed in on what his vision was for a dystopia that he had in his mind originally. This movie is exhausting and with some slight hiccups is one of the best action movies of all time. It's an easy A for me. Look at that. Is this the first one we've both given an A to? Yes. (laughs) We've given movies F's. We've given them D's. We got ourselves some A's. We got some A's. Yes. Some itty bitty titties. Um, <laughs> revisiting the list of movies in the Pantheon, Mad Max from 1979. We say farewell to you. You held strong for six weeks, and now you get to go away. You get to go where the rest is because we're bumping everything down, including our reigning champion for five years, Die Hard at the top, is now number two behind the number one Mad Max Fury Road. Honestly, I'm going to change my grade. <laughs> what? Uh, no, on, on Die Hard. Well, I don't have a grade. You don't that. have a grade for Die Hard. So that's my problem. Steve, you're fucking dickhead. Well, that movie in 11, because here's the problem. And Steve, you know, I don't mean it. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. I think Die Hard's a better movie. I think it's a better, a better action movie, too. I think it has better balance. But I'm not. Here's the thing. I'm OK with two A's being Die Hard and Mad Max Fury Road. But Die Hard's not an A. It's an A minus. OK. It's an 11.667. So actually, let's. uh. 
Let's see if Steve's around. <laughs> let's give our boy a call. Oh, let's see here. This is the second time he's called me, doesn't answer. He's probably watching planes. <laughs> With the kids. With the kids, not on his own. Your call has been. Ah, uh, okay. At some point, we'll get his ass on here. Okay. Just to convince him to turn that into an just, A. Just turn it away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. So it right now it's number one, Mad Max Fury Road, number two, Die Hard, and then Die Hard with a Vengeance, Leave Free or Die Hard, Mad Max 2, still, in, still there, in there, King Kong and Point Break. A solid group of action Chaw. movies, uh, but there are more we can do. There are definitely more that we can do. Uh, we we have not touched the uh, Bad Boys franchise, John Wick. We haven't touched Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kill Bill. Um I, I have on here hot fuzz. <laughs> <laughs> That's action. I mean, kind of. <laughs> Let's get our quick stats off. Do you love this movie? Like this movie or another above? And I'm going to say, I like this movie, but it's a barely like. It's a barely like, okay. because again, it's just not my aesthetic. Okay. Yeah. I, if, if you were to ask me which one I'd rather watch, it'd be Die Hard. Uh, but I'm really, really pleased I got to watch all of these. And there's no way in hell I would have done this had it not been for this fucking podcast and for you recommending it. So thank you, Sam. Oh, uh, yeah. you, you, I watched four movies I have never really seen all the way through before in a row. Hell yeah. Looking forward to our next one when we do Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, <laughs> girl. It's going to be great. Cannot what about wait. you? I I love this movie. Yeah. I love this movie. But <laughs> it, here's the thing. And this is why I want to get Steve on the phone. Mm. I'd watch Die Hard over this movie anytime. Yeah. But I fucking love it. I love this movie. All I want to hear, I just want to hear what his justification is for the A minus. Yeah, the perfect Christmas movie. Exactly. You can't have the movie without Christmas. Have a couple of drinks. Have a good time. Come to the coast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's close this thing out. That's all we got time for today, Movie Planeteers. Next show, we will look at Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings from 2021 for the comic book movie Pantheon. You can email the Movie Planet using the address movieplanetpodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the show, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or Podbean and give us a four or five star review. Like us on Facebook, Twitter, and follow our Instagram. The opinions expressed on the Movie Planet podcast are those of the individual hosts. The Movie Planet podcast is not affiliated with, prepared for, approved, or licensed by any entity that created any films discussed or reviewed herein. All movie clips and music included in the podcast are the intellectual property of the respective copyright holders. They are included here for the purpose of review, and no infringement is intended. Sam, any last words? Steve. <laughs> Mediocre. Mediocre. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Happy movie watching. See you.
doing things old fashioned and not pissing off his CGI artist the way Marvel is. Okay. Wow. Um, I is <laughs> are half these movies even going to happen? I, I, they'll you, they'll find a way to make it happen. Like, I honestly like from the com, like from the interviews I've been seeing, it's like <laughs> they're fucking driving a slave ship. It, it sounds like it. It, it. It's ridiculous what's going on over there. But at because uh, if, if they go, fuck you, there, you got nothing. Well, here's the funny thing: there's a million animated houses out there, and yeah, they like to go to ILM. That's the go-to. Go to ILM, but you know what? Plenty of others that are just as good out there that don't have the name. And when you watch those movies, because we've all had to watch those goddamn movies all the way to the end for the, the post credit scenes. Um, if you look at the different studio houses they have for the CGI, they have listed like six or seven every single one. So it's not like they're just going from to one house and be like, you're ours, we'll kill you now. We'll squeeze the death out of you. It, it's just kind of like, I think a lot of it has to do with they're putting in the extra hours and they're seeing the returns on these movies, but they're not getting any of the accolade for it. Mm. And if in the end in Hollywood, it's all about who's giving me the pat on the back. That's basically it. Um, no. But I don't know, even, <clears throat> even with the last two Marvel movies, and I'm not even going to count the shows because I think the I don't count the shows anymore. The last two movies, the CGI was dog shit. Yeah, yeah, it was complete dog shit. It, was, I, it was rushed. It, it was extremely looked extremely harsh, and I'm not taking well, it out on the artists. No way, Home didn't look bad compared to Multiverse I'm, of okay. Madness. I mean, I'm not I'm not counting No Way Home. That was so much money went in that. Yeah, so much time. I'm talking about uh, Doctor Strange and um, Shang Chi. Shang-Chi, some parts looked hella rough. Yeah. Uh, what was the last movie that came out? Well, it was Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. No Way Home. Oh, am I thinking of a TV show then? And there was Eternals. And Eternals was cinematic. That was a beautiful looking film. Yeah. But. But you might I'll, be thinking of a TV show. The TV okay. shows, but the TV shows have had the money poured, poured into them also. Okay. Yeah. So Doctor Strange, that Doctor Strange was the most recent. It looked like complete fucking hell. Miss Marvel looked like shit. I haven't even watched it. I refuse to watch it. Um, and I, I think Eternals got away with it because the lo the amount of low budget outside of the CGI. Yes. Because there really wasn't a whole lot going on. It's like a house, a street in London. Right. A, a set a in beach. the jungle. A beach. Yeah. You weren't on another planet to deal with. Yeah. But Multiverse of Madness, that was really the oops. Fuck. <sighs> Zombies. Oh, fucking Thor. That was. Oh, see, he, he we do not speak of. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> some, I mean, that's the kind of, well, this, that's the thing. It's like some bits look great. Some bits don't. A lot didn't in that. But yeah, a lot didn't. And I'm wondering if it's just Marvel squeezing every last drop out of these exhausted artists and they just don't have the time. Well, when you hear about how Taika shot that movie, if I was a CGI artist and they're saying they're spend 40 to 60 hours on this eight second shot. Yeah. And then you find out they're not using it. 
No, yeah, because Taika, his, his original four, four, yeah, four hours, hours of stuff. Yeah, the, the Taika, the Taika cut. They cut it down to an hour and a half. Yeah, if I was a CGI like, artist, I'd be talking too, saying, "What the fuck are we doing?" Oh, absolutely, and I and I would be one of the execs being like, "Taika, what the fuck?" Yeah, you don't, I, you don't like if it's just four fucking hours of bullshit. Yeah, that's fine, but you don't send it to a CGI department and go, "Cool, I need you to animate all this bullshit along with it." <laughs> Yeah. If I'm Kevin Flagg, I go, Taika, thank you for your service. We're done. Man. Oh, I started, I watched a uh, Rezo dogs. Uh, Reservation oh, Rez dogs. dogs. Yeah. Fantastic. Is it good? It's really good. I see it as letter Kenny for native Americans. Oh no. It's, it's a lot more heavy. Uh, it's got great characters. It's very funny. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I, I Taika, Taika Waititi created, I don't know what his extent is, but it's, it's the least Taika Waititi. He's probably a producer on it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Did, like probably did like the pilot and then just let everybody go with it. Uh, you know what? I know exactly which bit he was part of. Okay. And it's, uh, and it's hilarious. That's on Hulu, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Pray. Go see pray. 9, 9.5 out of 10. <laughs> I think it might be better than the original. No, it might be. I, I haven't watched Come them. and get me. Come on. I'm here. You ugly motherfucker. I'm right here. Come on. <laughs> it might be better. I have to rewatch the original, but I don't know that, that you crazy son of a bitch <laughs> and the muscles is, it's just so great. Yeah. I'm just worried that I'm going to see like scenes where they were like, Oh, let's just do the same scene, but this way do the do it differently. Do they do I'm not, not going to say anything. Okay.